I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Hello, Marcus Bronzy here. Before we start today's podcast, I'd just like to let you know that you can vote for us in the Listener's Choice Awards at this year's British Podcast Awards 2019. If you'd like to vote for us, it only takes a minute of your time. Head to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. That's britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. Type in how to kill an hour and then yeah, you'll have voted for us. It only takes a minute of your time and we'd really appreciate it. We'll also put a link in the show's description. Thank you very much in advance. And hey, here's, here's hoping we win. Anyway, over to the podcast. Are you serious? So this is How to Kill an Hour, the show where we look at new ways to kill time. We talk about tech, gadgets, and just things that interest us. My name's Marcus Bronzy. I'd like to thank you in advance for killing time with us. Don't forget that you can sign up to our newsletter by going to howtokillanhour.com forward slash news, where we will send you new ways to kill time and also give you little updates, just like the update that we sent out today where we found out that if you go onto the Apple Podcasts app or iTunes and open it, you will see the How to Kill an Hour show in your face. Uh, Apple have put it front page, right in the centre, uh, because the episode with Jazzy Jeff was really, really good, and they think so as well. So yeah, head to the iTunes or head to the Apple Podcasts app and see us there. Tell your friends about it as well, man, because I think it's a big look for us. Uh, anyway, today's show, I'm very happy to be joined I mean do I call you by your rap name or do I call you by your, your government name what do you feel more comfortable with I think I think it's fair to say that we got Shuffle T in the building shit boy Shuffle T <laughs> uh, yeah aka Adam Woolard 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 you know what I, it's actually it's pronounced Woolard Woolard but every time I go to like do a stand up set or yeah. anything everyone always like Woolard and Americans find it hard to say like Woolard so, how, how do Americans Woolard 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 it sounds cooler so I yeah, Wellard. Yeah, Wellard. I got that in school, and I was like, yeah, because I'm Wellard. And they were like, no, like the dog from EastEnders. And I was like, right. Oh shit, that's not as good. Do you not think that school nicknames are some of the most savage nicknames out there? I think. Well, in my school, they were pretty clever with it, right? Like my surname is Wollard, and they broke that into two and called me Sheep Fat because there's wool and then lard. <laughs> and I thought you gotta give them credit for that. Like I don't mind being bullied by a bully of such high class who can come up with something like that. Fair we had, play. We were the absolute converse at school. For us, it was like there was a large guy in our class, fat boy. <laughs> there's a tall guy, tall boy. Uh, there Simple. was a white Aaron and a black Aaron. I'll leave that with you. <laughs> But you know where you stand, yeah. don't you? That's, yeah. the, that's yeah. the point of bullying. you got to let people know where they stand. If you're tall, let Listen, them know. There was a bronzy kid in my class, and hey, look, he made a career out of it. So there you go, bro. <laughs> but um, we've got you on the show just to talk about uh, quite a few things today. But one of the main things uh, that we want to discuss is kind of how you've developed your rhyming skills mm. in a way that I don't think anyone really has done in such depth in the past. So before that, like, let's talk about your background. Like, 
a lot of people know Shuffle T from Don't Flop, right? But for those that don't know, do you want to just give us the rundown of Shuffle T, how he came in the game and sort of kicked ass? Yeah, boy. Well, uh, I first started battling in about 2012. That was my first ever battle. Um, it was a freestyle one. Me and um, Marlo, who I do the two-on-twos with, we went to um, an event because we were like, we've been watching it for ages. We were like, we've got to actually go to an event at one point. And we got there. We didn't realize it was freestyle because usually it's all written ahead of time now, right? Since about 2008. And... Um, so this was a one-off sort of freestyle event and we got like super, super drunk. Just like we were so nervous about like seeing all these people we'd seen on YouTube and stuff that we just like had to drink to get like, get some courage. And then um, Kruger, who's one of the co-founders of Don't Flop, came up to me and I'd been chatting to him some bollocks about being a rapper, even though I wasn't like really, I, you know, I'd never done a track or anything. I'd just written with Marlo. And he was like, oh, we're one person short for the uh, for the battle tonight. And it was, it was genuinely like the plot of a shit film where they're like, oh, we need one extra guy. Hey, you, you up for it? I'm like, cowabunga. And so I was like, yeah, go on then, mate. Yeah, I'll do it. And then I went up on stage. I was the last one on. Uh, went against a guy called Lefty, who then we later battled in the compliments battle, like about a year later. And he's still battling now. He's sick. Yeah, we should talk about that. Can't wait to talk about that yet. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was just like properly, properly shit. But I think people sort of thought it was tongue in cheek or whatever. I think the first line I said was, I'll take you to France and start making you dance. And then everyone for ages was like, oh, you're French. And I was like, no, I have no idea why I said that. I just want to take the guy ballroom dancing in Paris. So it was bad. But then they, I think there was like, they thought there was a sense of humor there. And so yeah. I just sort of like ran with that. And then I came back uh, about a month or two later and did a first written battle. Um, against a guy called RS and then it was just sort of like a snowball it kind of carried on going and it was it wasn't until about 2013 when we had the compliments battle the two on two compliments battle that we got a bit of notice got a bit and, of heat uh, behind got you. a bit of heat so the compliments battle yeah like this sounds quite obvious but it's really hard for you because you guys were kind of like complimenting each other yeah but sounding like you're dissing each other at the same yeah. time. How the fuck do you write something like that? Well, it's the most fun you can have, really. Because, like, imagine just telling someone, like, you fucking love them. But, yeah, delivering it in a way that says you're going to punch them in the face. It's so much fun. But, like, the good thing about it is that it lends itself to comedy so easily that the jokes are sort of, like, amplified by the contrast of what you're doing. And yeah. so anything you say becomes a lot more funny than a regular battle. And did you realise that you had this kind of comedy streak in you as well? Because a, a lot of stuff that you do, you will throw elements of comedy into them. Yeah, absolutely. So like me, me and Marlo, when we were first like mates, we've been mates for about 10 years now. And since the first time that we got together, we were like making sketches, comedy sketches and that kind of thing. Mm. We were writing a lot of rap and we were putting like comedy into it, but we were trying to be serious because, you know, when you're young and you come into rap and you're like, I'm going to be the fucking best ever. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, smash yeah. this and that. And uh and so there was a bit of that, but but then we realised that our strengths were obviously in comedy, and we had to sort of like put more effort into that. So it sort of went in and out throughout the. I, I hate to call it a battle career because that is so lame, but like the battle chronology, like it started off being like trying to be really funny, and then it went to oh no, I'm going to be serious because I want to be taken serious as a rapper for a little period, and then I sort of like tried to mix the two, and then sort of came up with this thing where I was doing like concepts like comedy concepts in the battles so mm -hmm. I would do like a whole round about uh, you know acting out uh, meeting a guy in a coffee shop for example and talking about the guy who I'm battling or like a whole round that's just like a phone call to my mum things like that where it's like you get to do the technicality of rap but try and keep it funny because I was always trying to be careful not to like try and parody it because I really you know both me and Marla we really respect 
the battle in and rap generally and the technique behind it. So we didn't want to look like we were coming in and taking the piss. We just wanted to have fun with it, you know? Yeah. But you like, I was going to ask you like, what's one of your favorite pieces that you created within that? Because your style, I think yours, yours and Marlo, like, like that you just said, you would pick a scenario that would be outside of the battle. Like a lot of people yeah. would be in the battle in that moment. Like, look at your hair, look at this, rah, 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 yeah. tearing someone up. But you'd be like, right, you wait there for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a conversation I had with your mate or a random guy that just fucking hates you. We just bumped into each other. We had that in common. You start cussing each other. Yeah. How the f- where does that come from? Well, it's just, it's weird, man. Like it definitely started when we were doing the two on twos. Cause when we write together, we get a lot more creative and then that sort of bled into our one on ones. But when we were doing the two on twos originally, we were just like, what's the weirdest way that we can sort of show, I don't know, like our chemistry and and show that we can like finish off each other's sentences and things like that. And and then it just became like, well, a conversation would be funny, but it's funnier to have the conversation and like act it out. We both got a history of like acting, you know, like we yeah. did we did plays and we were doing sketches and live sketches and things like that. So we were trying to like get that element in there by doing a little sketch within the battle. So in a way, you people were there trying to battle and you were there kind of just start showing off your thespian skill set. <laughs> yeah, there. basically, yeah. So you, he came in there with bars. You came in with your Shakespeare, your <laughs> method in. Yeah, everything's in iambic <laughs> pentameter. Yeah. And yeah. It's, uh, it, was, it was just like playing to our strengths. We knew we had to do something like that. And, and luckily that kind of like worked for us. And that's what we, I think, you know, we don't know how many battles we got left in us, but if we do do more than they're all going to be like that kind of thing. We well, did one recently though, didn't you? You had a battle a few months ago. Yeah. We yeah. had a two and two, um, at the end of last year and I had a one on one, um, about two months ago. Yeah. What, what went down for those? I'll, I'll be honest. I've not seen the videos yet. So oh, no I, dramas, I, I want to check them. Well, the one in, um, the one at the end of last year was in Germany and, um, in Berlin where there is like an amazing scene out there right now. Like it's huge. It's, there was like a thousand people there and it was like a really electric, uh, atmosphere and stuff and the crowds are just like so on it it's so sick um unless you're rapping in english in which case like there's the the, the host said that probably about 50 percent would be able to like understand what we're saying and a smaller percent than that would be able to like keep up with the speed that you do when you, you know, when you rap just generally and so we're trying to like enunciate every word whenever we're like battling and stuff um but it was sick man it was a sick it was a sick venue sick event and um yeah it went really well like um it was against these guys henry bauer who's from i think norway and uh nils miskills who's from sweden so it was a proper like mix of people in the room and it was it was so much fun man and uh yeah, there did, was. Did you give them other prop? Like, did you give them extra props for like rapping in English? Because that might not be the first language. Nah, we took away props for that. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, it's not an excuse anymore. You've been yeah. rapping for long, for a long time. Yeah, like probably as long as we have in English. All you right. can, you can deal with it. All right, fair enough. And like, what's the? I've always wondered as well because I watch the battle raps, and I can see it in someone's face when you say something that fucking hurts. <laughs> like, it it hurts them to the bone. Like, and then plus. <laughs> Everyone around them, including some of their own friends, sometimes are going, fuck, oh, shit. Like, what is, what's the climate like in the room after you've done your battle? Like, That's quite an interesting question because it's usually like immediately when the battle's done, like still on camera, first thing you do is shake hands with the other guy. You know, I don't think I've had a single battle where that hasn't been the case. And then, um, you know, a little hug or whatever. And then you probably go your separate ways, get a drink, maybe talk about it, and then everything's fine. Like, right, cool. if anything, there's no 
room for any animosity after because you've got everything you wanted to say out in the battle mm. that's why like we, we you know there's for a place that's so testosterone loaded there's very rarely any fights in in those events in the uk there's like if if it did happen then it'd be noteworthy um happens a bit more often in the u.s where there's like a lot more bravado and stuff and, and guns yeah and guns yeah that doesn't help in the mix <laughs> but like over here everyone's got their anger out so yeah. like there's nothing else to say we've said all other things and then you kind of because i've had a go at you as much as you've had a go at me it's like well what's what's left to say let's just get on has anyone ever been a little bit sore afterwards though y- yeah <laughs> yeah i think so what's happened then you don't have to name any names if you don't want to well there was one guy who I but I will name names. His name was Anton Murphy. Yeah. And he was a knob. He was on Big Brother one year. Right. And then um he uh, had a battle and I think I judged it and gave him the win, but I did think he was a dickhead, but the other guy like Yeah. Uh, choked or whatever. But you were fair though, right? That's fair. Gotta be fair, yeah, mate. Yeah, Gotta be yeah, fair yeah. in this day and age. And so I was like, Yeah, he were and then and then he started like coming at me afterwards for some reason on like Twitter and social media and stuff, being like Oh, I'd smash the shit out of you, blah, blah, blah. He was saying he's going to turn up with his goons. He did turn up with his goons. His mates were all like in turtleneck sweaters, the nicest guy I've ever met, like <laughs> shaking nice hands goons. with him. I was like, how you doing, boys? You're yeah. right. And they were like, yeah, 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 we're good, mate. We're good. And I was like, you're not intimidating <laughs> at all. And like, uh, so I genuinely had a dislike for that guy. And so after the battle, I did, I still shook his hand. I shook his hand because I was willing to be like, come on, let's yeah. put it behind us or whatever. And the first thing he said was like, oh, they wanted you to win, mate. They wanted you to win. They're on your side. And I was like, well, why do you think that is? Because <laughs> you're a nub, mate. You're a dick. And then you roast him as well. You gave him a good roasting, yeah? Yeah, I just called him a... The, I don't know how much we can swear on this. Yeah, car crack on, bro. I called him a cunt quite a few times yeah. in a row. Um, I think I ran out of creativity towards the end of each round and just... just went cunt, cunt, Just said that a lot of times. But, you know, it works. All right, cool. And, and when you tag team, you, you mentioned working with Milo as well. The writing process. Do, do you, how, do you, how do you divide it? Is, is it... Do you think about that before, or do you just flow like, right? I'll take, I'll take a little bit of this chapter around this minute, these yeah. bars. How does it work? It sort of varies. Like usually, we'll meet up m- most of the time at his house. He'll be sat down with the laptop and a beer and a beer. Yeah. Obviously, a yeah, beer. Sometimes a pizza if we're feeling cheeky, Fucking particularly sick. cheeky boys. Yes. And then we'll he'll he'll be there with the laptop on his on his lap, and I'll be like sat next to him. And then we'll be chatting, 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 and then we'll have an idea. And then I get up and start like pacing. And then we just sort of like go back and forth with like, oh, and then you could say this. And then we go on a rhyme scheme because a lot of the time our rhymes, uh, you know, usually it's four bars where you have the rhyme at the end of the line. But we like to do like, you know, that also rhymed as well. Yeah, having the getting the line at the end of the rhyme. And then, but we, we like to have like 16, 32 bars where it's just all on the same scheme. Yeah. Um, because that's fun to us to like just see how much we can rinse that rhyme scheme and so we'll be going back and forth and suggesting ones and how we can work it in but then sometimes at the end of like a session or whatever we'll just take a big bunch and go right you go away with this angle I'll go away with this one we'll come together in a week and text each other throughout the time and then we come back and see how it fl- slots in with the other person's things cool so you work well together what about a, a marlo shuffle t clash head to head oh mate we've talked about it before we because we, we we've done loads of battles against each other but they've all been like parody ones like there was one where i was a shoe and there was one where he was a shoe for some reason it was a footlocker and yeah. then there was one where sponsored by oreos where we were like having a lick race where we had to lick the oreo quicker than the other person while battling them that was cringy as shit and then there was like um uh the bad bars one which was another one that uh, like got us a bit of um 
like got us known a little bit more which was on the same day as the compliment one where we were just doing like the worst possible bars we could do to each other was that off the top or had you written down no we had written tried hard yeah yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Cool. we had to come up with some real tripe you know it takes effort to be that shit when you're this good and uh, <laughs> and uh, so but we've talked about like if we were going to have like a final battle it'd probably be me versus him um because like and a straight one you know no no no, no sort of like come comic well it would be comic but there would be no like slant on it it would just be like okay. right, let's 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 say all the things that we can say so there'll be no wrestling kayfabe this will be straight to the <laughs> this real would deal be, yeah to and the bone on, and then after that do you think you guys are just going to like coaching on not coaching coaching uh, battle rappers. yeah coaching battle rappers <laughs> like judging and stuff like that as well or yeah i don't know like we, we always want to have like something to do with battling and no matter how many times we've said oh i think this is going to be the last one we've always come back to it and done something else so like I would never rule anything out, and I like we like going to the events and stuff because they are fun to to be at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like we're both sort of writing tracks at the moment, and and sort of like coming up with comedy tracks to sort of have fun with, um, which I find difficult because I hate the sound of my voice on a beat. I'm just really rubbish on a beat. That's the strength of it being a cappella in the battles is that you get to like decide your own rhythm. Mm. But when you've got a beat to go to, that's the kind of thing that you have to have been rapping for years and years or just be naturally really good at yeah and you know i've been rapping for a while but it's always been on acapella so i find it harder to ride a beat convincingly interesting because a lot of people don't realize there's this massive difference in terms of of the way you need to rap for battle rapping and the way yeah. you need to rap on shoes like we've seen some great battle rappers you know worldwide try and drop an album and everyone asks why it's pants do you know what i mean yeah. but is it because there's such a different skill set when it comes to, to to these two things i think a lot of the time is to do with um the angle that you're going at it with like when you're in a battle you know exactly what you're rapping about you're rapping about the person in front of you you can do your research you can find this angle this angle this angle this angle but then when you go and do a track not only have you got the the difficulty of like the beat which some people get and some people don't um, and like flow and those kind of elements but you've also got the idea that you can just rap about anything and so a lot of people when provided with the ability to rap about anything end up rapping about nothing and they're just like they'll just talk and say the same thing over and over again that you've heard a thousand times from different artists and they you know a lot of the time if you hear someone with a concept track that'll probably be their best thing because they've got something to go on mm. um you know so i think i think that's one of the biggest issues that people get they assume that if they can rap about one person then they can rap about anything yeah but they don't always cross over is there like a legend in the in the, in the rap game in the uk like who who's the who's like the apart from yourself obviously oh yeah like, i was who, gonna say me yeah. <laughs> clearly but you know there's like for example you know if you want to talk about a rapper that can do concepts and club tracks and has sold loads of records you know you've got like eminem and jay-z you've got yeah. two rappers like that who's, yeah. who's like the uk version versions of those what in in battle rap yeah 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 for don't flop or is it um, or is it just international do we not look at the uk's heavy hitters well, yeah, I don't know. Like, we, we've we've got good. Like, we've got people like Lunacy, who yeah. I don't know if you know, but like he's you know he's Luna a, with a C, Luna with a C, yeah, and he's like an absolute legend in battle rap. He only did, I think, he did less fewer than ten battles um, before he went on to like focus on his music. But his music's insane. He writes so good. He's so creative and stuff. Um, so he's one of them. You have got people like Kruger and um, Uh, um, who both uh, have like amazing tracks from through their past as well they were doing like they were battling together uh, they don't battle together anymore but like when you look at some of Kruger stuff that he's done recently it's really really um, conceptual and really cool like it, this is his music I mean he'll do stuff like 
recently he just made a track where he just rhymes all the names of all the battlers that have ever rapped on Don't Flop and there's like hundreds and he's just spent months probably just going through this list and just finding the ones that rhyme together Fun. and it's insane it's such like a big concept track and then sometimes he'll he's done a few where he's like playing a game of Rayman you remember Rayman? yeah and he'll be like narrating it in rap and it's so sick and he'll do it over the beat of Rayman and like so that's proper inventive. Like he's yeah. he's one of the legends, I think, of doing that kind of thing. So these are people that are pushing boundaries in. in, in yeah, right, yeah, I think cool. so. Yeah, I'm massively influenced by by Kruger. He's he's a huge influence on me. Sick. So there's one thing that you hear a lot about in battle rap, right? Yeah. And we're going to talk about it quite a bit today because this is kind of what your book really kind of helps you with. Mm. Multis. What the fuck is a multi? <laughs> if I don't know what multis are. Because I just see like a lot of battle rappers are like they, there's little there's memes about people that don't rate multis there's memes about people that do rate multis there's like oh that multi oh the multis were amazing <laughs> yeah see I'm obsessed with multis right to an unhealthy level okay um, along with uh, Jamie Blee's Blackmore the guy who uh, co-wrote the book we're both just obsessed um, and what they are basically a traditional rhyme would be something like cat and mat right where it's just like or even like Montserrat and cat where just the last syllable rhymes, right? And so when you say multi, what you're saying is multi-syllabic, like more than one syllable rhymes. I um, struggle with just saying that word. So <laughs> yeah. before we press record, I was like, you know, the multi-syllabic, the multi-motherfucking multi things, you know what I'm talking about. Bro. <laughs> the rhyme yeah, things, yeah? yeah? yeah. Well, like, the, the thing is with, with the multi, like, with, with the syllables that make up any word or, or um, uh, phrase or idiom or whatever, term... There's stressed and unstressed ones, or some people say masculine and feminine syllables. And those are the ones, the stressed ones are the ones that you put more emphasis on. So if I said Marcus, mm -hmm. then Mark is the stressed syllable, and then the us is unstressed, like Marcus, right. yeah. bronzy. Yeah. Like bronze is the strong one, and okay. then E is the little one. Right. Uh, Billy is like Bill, and then E. Yeah. So like, what you need is more than one stressed syllable okay that makes it a multi so if we said marcus bronzy that'd be da da dondi and you have to rhyme with that i can't think of any off the top of my head i should have planned this but like um uh oh charlotte bronte okay charlotte bronte and marcus bronzy yeah like so so you're rhyming only the stressed sounds the r and r and then the e because it's the at the end um and they don't have to rhyme perfectly like cat and mat it can be like cat and back or cat, and even sometimes like yam, because all that matters is that assonance, the vowel sound in the middle, that's like the ah sound. And when you're doing it in rap, you know, sometimes if you take them out of context, you'd be like, oh, that doesn't rhyme, like Connie Huck and Donald Trump. Might yeah. not sound like it rhymes, but if you did it in a beat and you're like, Donald Trump, Connie Huck, Donald Duck, or whatever, then it's sort of like the natural inherent rhythm of the term or the word that you're saying lends itself for the rhyme to come out. Do you see what I mean? And that's the summary of multi-syllables. <laughs> that's it, <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a nutshell. Uh, so basically, so basically, you're saying within, so basically within rhyme, there's this real complex rhythm that you're finding and there's rules, but you can also bend these rules like Neo from the Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Much. Yeah, you can bend them. Like, uh, you know, um, uh, Eminem is like known for playing around with the way that uh, sort of syllable sounds and when he rhymes. He, he, there's one track, uh, I think, in the album that came up before last where mm -hmm. he rhymes toolboxes with screwdrivers. But it's because he goes toolboxes and screwdrivers. And so like... 
he's known for doing that kind of thing. You have to be like confident as shit to pull that kind of thing off or just like good. There's a level in which you can like kind of evolve beyond normal rhymes and just like play around with it and like you have that artistic license. It wouldn't work if I did that because I speak quite like, uh, you know, I, I, I rap like I speak basically. So I don't have that natural sort of like ability to go into a rhythm and sort of like play around with it as much. But but yeah, that's the thing. So So like... If we were to take a like a shorter example or something like if I said pint glass, then both of those are stressed, right? Pint glass. There's no like pint glass, pint glass. And so if you rhymed that with like wife's ass, wife's ass. There you are. That's bang on it. First multi-syllable. Yeah, bang. And then yeah, see where my mind is. Like your wife's ass or someone else's. Everyone's wife's ass. All the wife's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's it. So it's the ir. Right. Like Hyde Park or White Heart or Die Hard or whatever. Um, knife Sharp. Knife Sharp. There we go. Learning. This guy. And then the second yeah, yeah. the second level of that, yeah. or what I think is like the, the evolved level of that, is like when you only rhyme things that are self-contained ideas. So like Wife's Ass is good, but it's a bit vague. But Die Hard, we all know that's a film. So that's a thing. And Pint Glass, we know what that is, or Wine Glass or Hyde Park. These are all like things that already exist. So then it's like, okay, I've got the sounds. I know how the rhyme's going to come out. I've got the rhyme part, but now I have to work on the <laughs> the context. Like, can yeah. I, how can I make this the most out of this rhyme? And then you get to, you know, getting like relevant rhymes, rhymes that have ideas that link to each other. Um like uh, th- there's there's a sentence I really like like have you seen the vacuum cleaner and that's like a rhyme that's just like completely conversational and they're like relevant to each other or like I'll say loyal to the queen until her royal jubilee things right. like that where it's like the, the ideas fit together so nicely you might as well be speaking it just right. happens to rhyme so level one is like these rhyme and these work together yeah. and then level two is is like how these can work in a sentence and I guess yeah. further than that is writing a whole concept or a story around exactly. using yeah. multis making it like conversational making it sound natural so that it's not like because you get a lot of people who get multis but then they get excited by the idea that they're good at it and so they make these really long multisyllabic strings of, of, of rhymes but they just go off on a tangent but yeah you're like what the hell are you saying or they'll use words that they would never ordinarily say just to make it rhyme That's you get that a lot with freestyle because you, your brain like goes into panic mode and you just like unless you're sick at freestyle and then you just start like coming up with words that you'd never say or like an order um there's this thing that um a battler called ilmac uh, or ilmaculate has talked about he's from the states and he says there's this thing with just the word just where like people will force in the word just to like fill out a syllable so they'll be like i'll go out to the beach and you can just uh, like i'll go out to the beach and now you just see that i'm out in this see or whatever like you go you, uh, oh now you'll just see but you'd never say that you'd never say to someone oh now you'll just see that i'm out on the beach yeah. you just say i'm out on the beach you unless you're see. cornish i feel that's like a really cornish <laughs> ah, now, now you, you just see, see. <laughs> i'm out on the beach now you can just see i'm out on the beach yeah but other than that no one would fucking that's, use that the there only way you could say that is maybe if you're like an old person showing someone holiday photos and you go <laughs> now you can see i'm out on the beach and they go yeah that's very good next please so maybe that context yeah, yeah, yeah. but um yeah, so it's about uh, it's about being natural with it, about like not forcing it. The, and and Kruger's another one of those who's the king of that kind of thing. He just talks through it, and it just it sounds like it just happens to rhyme by accident almost. Okay, because with like the power of knowledge, there's loads out there. It is easy for people to just find words, but you're saying there's still a finite skill set that you need to be able to sew these together yeah. in a way where there's a bit of narrative. And if you do that, then you're a fucking G. Then you're the G. Then right, you're the cool. G. And that's the thing, like you know. 
then you when you get obsessed with it like i am and like you know a lot of people are you get you sort of um divvy things into uh what they call like columns or whatever where you're like right okay this rhyme scheme i'm only going to rhyme with celebrity names and then you have things like mads mickelson jack nicholson and ann widdicombe and then you'll be like right that's just celebrity names and then now i'm going to rhyme a different you know rhyme scheme that just rhymes on film names so you're like looking for little divots of language where you're like these it, it just gets really specific is my point i think like there was this one guy who used um horrible bosses quantum of solace and wallace and gromit and they're all like fiction you know t films or whatever you know and um so you can get like lost down a rabbit hole where you're like right i'm going to compartmentalize these rhymes mm. into this section mm. of ideas and then you can like the the benefit of that if you get really obsessed with it is and, and you like doing something towards it like a battle or a track is that you've now got this wealth of rhymes where you've just made a list like they're not they're not in bar form already they're just a list and then you go right i'll put that rhyme here and then now i just have to link this rhyme to the next line and then build it up to a punch or whatever feel free to rewind 10 minutes back in the podcast <laughs> and listen to all of that again because i'm going to do it a few times i just I'm, I'm just about with you so ads like you you have all of these battles that you've done you've got this comedy experience you've done comedy writing with Theo as well yeah. love to talk about that in a bit and when we we had a couple of beers in the studio actually yeah. a few months ago you were talking about to me about this this idea for a book right mm. so talk talk to me about how you took these all of these ideas and how you put them in the book and i also want to discuss in a sec like how you've put things out in the book as well because the formatting you, in that. yeah because you've just mentioned lists yeah. you mentioned groups and stuff like that so yeah talk, talk to me about the book man so the book is something i've been working on for about six or seven years um like just and it's gone through so many different edits so like it's taken a long time because i started it when i was pretty shit at rapping and then three years later i realized that and i scrapped a bunch of it and then did it again and like you know worked on it and then got rid of a bunch again so like it's been something where i've wanted to get it absolutely right before i you know did anything with it and I, like i said i've been working on it with a guy uh please um who i met in 2013 or 14 in um in brighton and he was as obsessed with that this kind of thing as me and we weren't really thinking about publishing it at this point we were just writing it down handwritten writing it down into little moleskin books or whatever and um then after a while more recently it became like oh we'd like to have a copy of this how sick would it be to just like get a copy and then just we would have it you know one each um and so we looked into the idea of doing that it was quite expensive to just print one and then we were like well what if we you know what let's see if there's a market for it how sick would it be to like publish it and so we went to unbound and they were interested in it but um the way that it's laid out now now that we've been thinking about formatting and that kind of thing is that it's half half rhyming dictionary half like a workbook so each page is split down the middle or across the middle top half has got columns of rhymes and below is just like places for you to add your own rhyme schemes but we only do two and three syllable rhyme schemes so we don't go like you know we're not rhyming bibbidi bobbidi boo with mission impossible 2 we're just rhyming like two syllables like that pint glass and white heart things like that and things like um coffee cup like duh 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 so it's yeah. just like two types of multi in the first book in the first <laughs> edition yeah but yeah. well, that's the thing it'll never end yeah. but like um what we had to do was we had to get a bit like scientific or, or like linguistic to figure out how it was going to work because like you say how do you format it where do you start where do you end what's in the middle and so we because like i say uh, this kind of rhyme mainly goes around like assonance and vowel sounds 
we went through all the sounds that you can get in a vowel. And it turns out there's, I think, 18, 17 or 18. Um, and there are things like, you know, A, A, R, E, O, E, E, uh, you know, it just goes on and on. Uh, for 18 Ooh, I was oh. going to say if somebody tunes in right now to this part of the podcast it sounds like <laughs> the, the most conservative porn ever oh <laughs> yeah. e. uh. or that I'm having a stroke one of the two <laughs> or both anyone smell toast <laughs> yeah. uh, so like then when we figured that out we were like well how many combinations of those two sounds can there be for two syllable words and so it was 18 times 18 I think it's 18 so that came out to about 324 or something like that then we're like right that's how many different variations of sound you can get in a two-syllable word like this. So whether it's prayer beads or, you know, treetop or whatever, there's only 324 types of those. Right. And then when you're doing the three-syllable ones, the middle one doesn't really count. When it's like coffee cup, it doesn't really matter about that E in the middle, like coffee cup, Donald Duck, like the U and E, they're not really right. that important because you, you know, you're, you're not stressing them. And so it's the same for the three-syllable one because it's just two stressed syllables. So it's the same as the two-syllable one. You've just got a dead one in the middle. So it came out that there was about 650 uh, rhyme schemes. Shit. And we put them into like alphabetical order, starting from like A and then like AA, then AA. Do you know what I mean? And then going through those, um, all through the vowels, as in A-E-I-O-U, through that order. And then we... Uh, yeah, we, we sort of got those grouped and we pretty much left it there because there, no, there was no need to like take it into like, here are some celebrity ones, here are some film ones. We just sort of put some of those in anyway um, just to sort of like make it a bit more modern because when you look at a lot of rhyme dictionaries, the, the sort of mo monosyllabic ones, there's like, there'll be like references to like scientific terms that you've never heard of but it rhymes so they've put it in or like you know obscure characters from from like an Aztec myth and you're like well I've, how am I going to get that into a rap or a poem like it's just it's not feasible that I could use that and um, the way they format it as well is so weird like it's they're usually about 500 pages but the second 250 pages is just like lists of words in alphabetical order which, you know, the first half is the rhyme and dictionary and that's the index. So then you look at if you were looking for the word like glasses, you'd have to look through until you find glasses alphabetically. But then that word that you're looking for might not even be in there. If you were trying to rhyme Christina Aguilera, you know, or, or, or let's say seal. No, nah, not seal because he would be there in, under just normal <laughs> yeah, seal. Yeah, yeah. But like Brad Pitt or whatever, yeah. then it won't have that because yeah. they don't they're not taking into account things like, you know, celebrity names or or film names or TV show names or, you know, things like that. And so we wanted to make it like current and up to date and get as many like celebrity names in there that fit and as many film names and TV shows and characters that are well known enough so that it was actually useful for someone writing rap or spoken word poetry and that kind of thing. Okay. So this is going to be saving people a lot of time when it comes to writing. So... Oh, by the way, when's the book dropping? When when can we expect it? Well, the funding is uh, going on for about five five more months. Yep. Um, so, You're doing all right so far, aren't you? Yeah, it's going all right. We're on 47%, I think, at the moment, nice, which nice. is pretty sick. Um, and that's after just the first month. Wicked. So that's really good. Um, and then when, after, when it's been funded, they'll be like, you know, they'll have to actually make it and, you know, publish it. Mm -hmm. So there'll be a little wait and then that'll be 
they'll be out but I don't know exactly when that's unbound.com forward slash books forward slash rhyming dash dictionary we'll put a link to that in the show description so you can support that Oh, well, you can get yourself a little hardback, a little si- a signed hardback. Oh, yeah, mate, you got to have a signed one. You know what? It's probably be cheaper for me to get the signed hardback here and then to get a train to you and get to sign it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, there's loads of, of tiers of support. And, and like you said, you're 47% of the way there. And yeah. you're, you're only a month in. So I, I, I look forward to it. The, the, is that going to be, I know you can't see it because it's a podcast, but mm. the picture that we've got of it, is that going to be the kind of front cover? Because that front cover does look pretty cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we are going with that. Like, um, we might change the font in some aspects of it. Mm. That's just like, just to have a visual thing for yeah. people who want to who wanna do that. But there, there'll probably be some changes to it. I don't know what they are, though. Nice. All right. I, I really look forward to that, man. Nice one, man. I just want to run you through a scenario, though, and how you'd feel about it. So, do. a rapper who's yeah. not very good buys your book. Uh huh. Or a rapper that's unknown buys your book, writes a hit album. <laughs> Like how how would you feel for starters? Pr- proud, I guess. Yeah. yeah uh, well, I'd be proud. Um, I think there's a few things there. Like for one, I think if your aim with buying this book is to just like lift it and then put it on your own tracks, then I think you're probably a shit rapper. Yeah. I think what the book is, the, you know, the reason it's half and half is so that people can get inspiration and then add their own ones and go, oh, he's missing this one. I'll add that in. And then they personalize it and make it their own thing. So, like, I'd be I'd be proud. I'd be happy that it got utilized to such an extent. But I'd be disappointed in that rapper for not doing it, not yeah. using it to its full potential. And would you be able to hear if a rapper just licked a page off your book and slapped it on <laughs> yeah. a track? Would you be able to hear yeah. it straight away? Would I'd, you be like, hang on, that's my multi? Yeah, especially if you did it in the same order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. So basically what I'm saying is I may potentially get this book and just write a hit album. But uh, well, What know, a brilliant like, advert that would be for the book. Just put the yeah. book on the front. Yeah, yeah just put the book on the front. You call it Advanced Rhyming Dictionary. It's like, look, I don't know how to rhyme. <laughs> By the end of this album, I'm going to be fucking killing it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's one of the interesting things is that like, a few people have said something like, um, oh, if, if you buy this book, then what, you, you know, what's the point in this book? You're just going to give people the ability to just rap, like anyone can rap. But like, the thing about that is, if people thought about it, like, I can't really rap, and I'm the one writing the book. So it's not actually useful in terms, it's not going to make you a sick rapper. It's just going to give you an understanding of the type of rhyme that people are using. You know, yeah. that's the only purpose of it. Is. There's so much more to rap than being able to rhyme, because otherwise, like I say, I'd be a, I'd be, I'd be a sick rapper because I rhyme all the time. It's like my favorite thing to do. Yeah. But it's, it's like, like we were saying earlier, it's about flow. It's about like the actual stuff that you're talking about, the content, making it sound natural, utilizing the rhyme to the best of its ability. Like all these things are, are you know, much more important than rhyme. Yeah. Like in the same way that in poetry, a lot of poetry doesn't even, you know, a lot of modern poetry doesn't even rhyme. It doesn't have yeah. to. Yeah. It's like formless. So it's like. It, it, there's more to it than just rhyming. This is just a tool to be used for like inspiration. Yeah. Plus, there are some rappers out there that just say shit that doesn't even make sense, and it's a great track. Yeah, like, exactly. There are rappers out there that say some stuff. There's cat and hat rappers out there. <laughs> I mean, there's rappers out there that say one, two, three into the four, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Rap the shit out of those tunes. I will sing those tunes in the club. Um, so yeah, you've kind of hit hit on a good point there, man. So is this could this book also just be bought and read? Just for a chuckle, like fucking on, you know, Christ- Christina Aguilera rounds of that. Is it yeah. kind of that sort of like round a dinner table having a laugh? I definitely like the idea of it being used like that. Like uh, the, the aspect of it being like a coffee table book isn't like a bad thing to me. I quite like the idea that you know people might get this in their stockings or whatever. Or if someone's like into rap, someone listens to rap all the time, they're like, "Oh, I got your Roman dictionary." Mm. Then I think that's that's cool. Like I don't think it necessarily has to be read by 
by people who are like mad mad into writing and stuff yeah. it's just like a fun sort of like like you say it's funny sometimes like if you look at language like a puzzle <clears throat> you know there's all different ways you can solve that puzzle there's like uh, you can write in prose or you can write in like homonyms or puns or whatever things like that and then rhyming is just another one of those ways that you can like organize the puzzle pieces and it is funny sometimes to see two people's names that rhyme like I, I think it's funny that Scarlett Johansson and Ardlo Hanlon rhyme you know the guy from Father oh, Ted shit, yeah. I was like what I was like they have no business rhyming together like why are they, have they ever been said in the same sentence you know like things like that or like Kirsten Dunst and Sherman Clump from The Nutty Professor do you know what I mean? Shit, it's like, it's yeah. like, why do they rhyme? Well, there's no reason, but it's fun that they do. And then you go, oh, well, wouldn't it be funny to put those both in a bar and then work out how they can link? Mm. And it's like, well, that that's like fun. That's just a fun thing to do, even if you're not that into rap. Is your head like stuck in this mode of finding multi-syllables everywhere? Are you like walking down the street and being like, oh, tripped over a crack? Da -da 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 -da. Are, you, are you like <laughs> yeah. that now? Literally all the time all the time and I want to put it to good somehow <laughs> I want to do something with it I've been trying to like um, I've been thinking recently actually I, I said this the other day on a podcast as well but like it's, it's um, there's this way I don't know if it's because I'm so obsessed with rhymes or whether this could be done by anyone but if I rhyme something new that I've just learned then I basically don't forget it like I'll just remember it because when I go to remember that name or that thing that I'm trying to get, I think of the rhyme that I do know. Right, I'll give you an example because I'm explaining myself horribly. But like the other day, I was learning about um, uh, Tony Pandy, um, the Churchill thing, and I knew I wasn't going to rem remember how to, you know, Tony Pandy. It's just a weird word, so I rhymed it with cotton candy. And now I can't forget it. And every time I go to think of it, I get, my brain automatically goes to cotton candy, and then I go, oh, Tony Pandy. And it's like Emily Davison, the suffragette who got run over by the horse, like Emily Davison, Mesopotamian Emirate Stadium. Now I can't forget it because every time I go to Emirate Stadium and then I remember her name and like I've got that. I, I've tried it with about 20 different people. Mark Gertler, hard worker, um, Lee Miller, bee killer, um, Thayu, uh, Thayu the Trin, who is some obscure like third century equivalent of Joan of Arc like make you the king like Theo to Trin like all these ones and I remember the things about them as well now like the context around them and I think there's a really interesting route there into like education and and like mnemonics because there's all these mnemonics that we use rhyme for already but using a multi-syllable rhyme means that you remember the whole thing not just like the end sound yeah and I think there's something to it so it's the same techniques that we'd use to learn the alphabet kind exactly of like, uh, yeah a, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, element of P. Yeah, that exactly. Kind of yeah, that's, so you're thinking, that could be a grime track in a day. Element of P. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you're, so, yeah, so do you think you could, I mean, you're writing a book now. Do you think that you would ever do that then if there was like, a, like I don't know, me, I feel like you could teach memory or you could just learn like whole subjects. Would you ever do that? Like, you know. Yeah, definitely. Turn science into a fun-ass subject, yeah. writing about nucleic acid or cells <laughs> or whatever, yeah. but making it rhyme. Yeah, I think there's such a, uh, like a avenue for that. Like, you know, things like Horrible Histories have been doing like songs about topics like that for years. And I, I tried my hand at it a little while ago with this this track I wrote about the monarchs from like 1066 to like 1200. And um, I realized that it made me remember like key dates and stuff. And, you know, again, this might just be me because I'm obsessed with it, but I'm sure there's a there's a way for like kids to understand it and then get as interested in mm. it. And like, yeah, I think like that's definitely the thing I'd want to do. I'd like to go around two schools with the book and just be like you know i'm going to give you this book 
so that you get the idea and we'll can, we can talk through it and stuff. We'll have like a workshop and then you just take the subject you're working on at the moment and we'll just find a way to like rap about it because it makes it fun. Mm. The only thing you have to make sure is that it's not cringy as shit because <laughs> like the mixture of education and rap is such a like fine line of cringe to hey, walk. Kids. Yeah. Hey. We're like standing back to back with someone else while I'm folded like <laughs> bopping up and down. <laughs> hey, hey. Let's get it cracking. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I forget that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you teach the kids to do it by themselves, yeah. then that might be cool. If you teach the kids, like, this is how you rap about a subject that you, you don't find interesting in the moment or you find uninspiring, you rap about it, you rhyme about it, you might find it cool. And yeah. then, you, you know, the fact that you've written something and then you record it and then you can keep it and listen to it. And, you know, that seems like a cool way to, to learn to me. I would have loved that. I cool. think well, I look forward to the book man I look forward to the book and I, and I look forward to I don't know maybe I'll have a go at doing a little bit of rhyming I yeah. would like you to do some sort of rhyme around how to kill an hour I think that would be great or is that too many syllables how to with kill it? an hour it's pretty difficult we leave got that the owl you. sound twice it? how to kill an hour yeah leave it with me and I'll see what I can come up with we'll we can be playing that in a future show. oh in today's show okay cool I'll start <laughs> in a future episode we'll play, play a little clip from, from Shuffle T ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Um, but you're also quite skilled, skilled at comedy writing as well. Like that's the thing that I think there's a there's another audience of people that have seen your face mm. outside of Don't Flop and recognize you from that because you did some some writing until you like, you know, recently moved on to write the book. You were writing quite a lot of content yourself and, and yeah. Theo writing stuff for The Hook mainly, which is a massive Facebook page. Yeah. So like your comedy writing... I think that's quite interesting as well because I think you're in a space that's quite niche as well. Like, I think you find quite interesting points to kind of touch on. So, like, let's chat about that. Like, what's some of the stuff that you've enjoyed writing over the last few years? Um, oh, we've written loads of stuff. We've written so many for The Hook because we were both, you know, we were yeah. both like, employed by them to, to, like, you know, write and create stuff. And um, there was a load of sort of, like, really fun things to do there. We were doing a lot of topical stuff, like, as soon as something happened in the news. We, the, the, the biggest success I think we had, um, like, just me and Thea there, was when um, Brangelina broke up. This was years ago. And then we did this like um, this video about people 
just looking really sad about it and then just talking about how little of a shit they gave that it happened like you know I just don't give a shit and it's just so exhausting to just see this everywhere and like um so that was fun but then like the, the stuff we have most fun with is the like the more surreal stuff that we write outside um and stuff we, we wrote something a little while ago which is just the weirdest idea we'd come up with um with our friend patrick spicer and um who's a comedian really funny comedian stand up and um it was just like it was this weird idea where like he came around to my house for dinner one day as a mate and then I see him a week later and there's like a review of the dinner in like the sun or something. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, that's weird that that's come up. Like, that's wild. And he's like, and I'm like, look, this was clearly you. And he's like, no, man, no, it's not. And then like, it turns out that I wrote the review about myself as like a test. <laughs> and it's so weird, man. But like, we just, we like that kind of weird stuff where it's just like, where is this going? And we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you did do some, some quiet interesting stuff that was topical one of the ones that I think you've done you've done it twice I think was the end of the year the, the funeral mm. for the end of the year because now in the day days and age of the internet it's like there's a new meme every month yeah and it's kind of like you cap off the end of the year by reminding us of the most ridiculous shit that's yeah. on the internet crazy uh, was it Was it two you've done it for two years in a row did it two it? years yeah, in a row yeah, yeah. I think um, the last one we did was for the previous year and the previous year yeah. before that um, and it's worth watching just for Theo or Marlo doing the gun sounds from um, <laughs> Big Shaq. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he practiced it and practiced it and practiced it and then he smashed it on the day. It was so good. Um, but yeah, those are so much fun to write because like, it's quite interesting to look back over the year because you forget, but by the time you get to December, you're not thinking of the memes that were out in January because that's the nature of them. They come yeah. and go, you know, most of the time. And so like, it's really interesting looking over the year and seeing how this weird world of like meme culture is developing and changing all the time. It's quite an interesting one. I really like meme culture. It's really, uh, it's really fun. I've, uh, you know, I've, my dream is to come up with a decent one. That, to be a meme. To be a meme or to make a meme. To make a meme. Yeah. A meme come true. It's one of the, oh, nice. That's, that's like a, a meme. <laughs> sound of a, that sounds like a film, basically. A meme come true. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that like, I think, when I think about memes, I think they're great. But also, a lot of the time, because of the viral nature of the internet, yeah. people that make some popping memes never get paid. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, somebody, there's some people who have made memes we all know. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, you're never going to get a dime for it. There is <laughs> yeah. no way. It's not like a track. A track, you can be like, right, sign me. I'm going to take you on tour. You can't take your memes on tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be a sick job, though. Just going around with a PowerPoint presentation, just going, look yeah. at that in front of like a, the O2. Look at that. And they're like, woo! Yeah. The best of. Now, that's what I call memes. <laughs> a concert of memes coming up. Uh, it's been a bit of a time in the studio with this one Pop. that'd be sick actually you know yeah. that could be a cool yeah. thing do like a TED talk on memes sort of, yeah or just you know don't even say anything just click new meme <laughs> I'd go to that I think I think I would as well. I'd enjoy it only if it was nice and edgy I like me an edgy meme you like an edgy yeah, meme yeah yeah or, or, or the time that. it's the timing of a meme as well man a fucking I just, uh, they're great anyway they're, I think <laughs> gifs on Twitter are my favourite form of memes like when someone responds to a whole tweet whether it's an argument or a conversation or a statement they just say in one gif and it's like if a picture means a thousand words then a gif means a million mate. I fucking <laughs> swear to god uh, it's amazing um, but you know do you think sitting down when you're because you're there quite a few days of the week at, at the hook working constantly churning out comedy yeah. do you think kind of being in that in that churn of just make something funny make something funny make something funny that kind of made you a bit more fluent with kind of taking an idea and creating something because you were making stuff every single week it was important yeah. like like Brangelina mm. uh, splitting up 
you had to make that and turn that quick as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, that also it, rhymes, but that was not deliberate. <laughs> cool. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was sick to like go in every day and be like, right, what's the thing we're making? What's like, and it, it did, it did make us much better, like coming up with things in a time limit. Yeah. And like, it, it basically it was helping with production. Yeah. And um, time management, and that kind of thing, um, which was and still is really useful and helpful. And, and I write much quicker as a result of it, like the writing process specifically. Um, and now, like the other day, like I was chatting with a couple of friends and we came up with an idea for a short film and it was like, you know, trying to be like 20 minutes. And I think I wrote it in like seven hours, whereas before it would have been like a week of going mm. off and coming back to it. And then like, so obviously it's only a first draft, but like it's all about, that's what it's all about, getting it written. My dad always says, get it written and get it right. Like get it written, get the first draft so that you're like, right, it's basically done. Now let's just like finesse it. Let's just, you know, take out this scene, put this one in finesse it and that was the problem I had before going to the hook was like I would start something be happy with the first five pages show people and then they'd be like yeah cool good five pages where's it going and I'd be like well I'll I'll finish it later but isn't aren't these five pages sick and they're like yeah they're fine like what do you want from me (laughs) you have to complete it you have to do it did your dad write then as well does he write yeah he writes now like um, he started off um, when he was like 20 as being like a runner um for like film studios and stuff like that and he like over years and years and years worked his way up to he was a model maker for films and he worked on things like Harry Potter and Star Wars and that kind of thing he's had a pretty sick life and then um, he's like 57 something now and um, he's getting around to like he's, he's written a couple of his own scripts for shows and, and like Shit. film ideas and stuff like that so it's, it's kind of in the blood you know okay does he ever look at your script and go oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that scene out bruv <laughs> punchline's alright but it's not really punching is he, is, is he like that is he privy to your stuff or do you just show no. dad like this is what I've done I'm I show him everything and he's, he's pretty supportive like uh, sometimes he's like I don't get it but I'm sure when you do it it'll be fine <laughs> like all, that's all parents yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. okay cool yeah. Yeah, put that on the twitter you put that on, on the the Instagram, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like when he's, yeah, he's more into the battles, is it? Yeah, him and my mum got well into the battles for a while. They they started obviously just like watching me and being like proud parents, and you know, because I'm on, I'm on the, I'm on the net, and that must be yeah, a big yeah. thing these days. And then they were like, um yeah, the, the, then they were they were going, oh, I don't really get what he meant when he said this, and I was like, oh, that's a reference to this battle, and they were like, oh, okay, we'll watch that one, and then go back with a fresh eye, and then they were like watching a bunch of different ones, and my dad was like referencing people back to me who like, I didn't know. So your dad is is copying the don't flops when they come he was, out, he and he's, it, he's getting in there. Yeah, he was on it. He was Sick. on it big time, styley. But um, yeah, it was uh, it's an interesting one though, because like my pet and my grandparents have no idea what it is I do. I think they think I was a. I can't remember what they thought I was. I think they, th- I think they basically think I'm a poet, which is fine. Like I'd prefer them to think that than a rapper because I think they don't know what that is. Yeah. Um. So like that was. But my granddad did think my rap name was Wanky Do. <laughs> your dad must have been fucking around. Surely your dad was like. <laughs> no, my granddad. Yeah, yeah, but your dad must have told him. Like, oh, right. yes, it's Wanky Do. Wanky Do, mate. Yeah, go on. Wanky Do. Wanky Do. Where'd that come from? I've no idea because I wank a lot, maybe. I mean, I get it, you know, play to your strengths, but <laughs> yeah. it's just not my name. What's, what, what's he doing? Oh, you know, he's having a little wanky do. He's again. having a wanky oh, do, isn't yes. it? Yes. <laughs> oh, adds typical wanky do. With a bulging right arm. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> we'll be right back. Anyway, bro, look, thanks for coming on the show today, man. No um I think uh, once again let's get that link up and we'll put this in the link in the show description as well make sure you go to the advanced rhyming dictionary 
unbound.com forward slash books forward slash rhyming dash dictionary. You can pledge and get your hands on a copy. I think I might go for the signed hardback. Juice. I might go for yeah. I might go for a signed hardback. Go for the two uh, and a half grand one. What's that one there? It's like businesses, more for businesses. But you know, I'm sure you can spend the day be, teaching me how to write and perform battle rap. Yeah, you got special thank you. Fuck you know. <laughs> uh, do I get snacks for that price as well? You'll get Pringle, one tube of Pringles. <laughs> And for that, I also get a live battle rap yeah. where you'll turn up to, to, to my... Oh, I'd love that if you just turned up and started rinsing someone on their fucking birthday. <laughs> that would be sick. You ever thought about just doing that? Just turning up, somebody giving you a whole load of facts about somebody and cutting, coming into work and cutting them to shreds. I would love... You know, we did that at a wedding. F- really? Yeah, me and Marlo did it. We, we were two weddings now, but the first one was like recorded. It's on, it's on Don't Flop's channel. Yeah. And um, the bride... Uh, to be gave us a like a bunch of info like pages of info on the, on the groom and we just came in and he was like what the fuck and we just like basically just after the ceremony just started ripping the piss out of him for like 10 minutes straight that is sick then we stayed in their honeymoon suite it was so <laughs> sick it's like the best day ever Wait, he fucked off <laughs> he was like right yeah. fuck this as a repayment that, here is my yeah. bride yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you that's hard oh, <laughs> Um, also on Instagram where can people find you because you, you're quite you've got this character on Instagram I don't know what you would call him there's a very smiley giggly character oh, who the, flicks his hair around a lot has he the, got a name the, he doesn't actually he's just a lame he's wanky do he's wanky do yeah he's like a yeah he's like an influencer uh, he does wacky Wednesdays and, and things like that cause yeah I just hate that kind of thing but love making it <laughs> and that is uh, so yeah you can find me at Shuffle T1 yeah, on uh, on Insta or shuffle underscore T on Twitter. Nice, nice. Facebook as well. Is that shuffle T? You um, just down as yourself. Well, yeah, it's just me, man. I want to keep it real on Facebook, you know. But there is a page for the book, which is called um, the Advanced Rhyming Dictionary for Rappers nice. and Poets. So if you want to follow that, then please do. You got some cool challenges that you throw up on there as well, which we won't talk too much about. But I reckon go on there. There's some great challenges you can get involved in that involve yeah. rhyming and skills like that as well. Yeah, man. And there's also a rhyming game that you're telling me about. I don't want to play it today because I'm shit at rhyming <laughs> like this. But is is this a game that, that that you just play in life, or is this is this part of the book, or is this something that maybe could be it's, a little game aside? It's part of the it's part of the book, really. But like it was, it was just because we had the book already handwritten for ages, um, sort of at least mostly handwritten. We just would go around to parties and just be like, right, I'm going to give you a rhyme scheme, and you got to guess the next one, and I'll give you a clue, and then you get the you know. I want to make it into like a card game or something. That's a fucking book. That's a game. I mean, that's a game. That's a book right. and a game. That's a book and a game. <laughs> it's a game. It's a game book. <laughs> Shit! All right, well, we need to find a uh, advance. We need to find an unbound for games. That's yeah, what we boy. need to do. Yeah. Anyway, now thanks for coming on the show, um, Shuffle T, aka Wanky Do, aka <laughs> Adam Wellard, or what was it? La- was it Wool- Woolard? Lamb fat, she fat, fat, Woolard, Wellard. Lamb, yeah. you had to say. Like me a bit of lamb. This has been How to Kill an Hour. I've been Marcus Bronzy. Thank you for killing time with us. Before we let you go, don't forget howtokillanhour.com forward slash news is where you go to to be added to our mailing list. Uh, before that, though, hit subscribe if you haven't. Let a friend know about How to Kill an Hour in case they haven't seen us on the front and center of the Apple podcast app or iTunes with Jazzy Jeff. What? Anyway, yeah, thank you for killing some time with us. You can vote for us in the Listener's Choice Awards at this year's British Podcast Awards 2019. If you'd like to vote for us, it only takes a minute of your time. Head to BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. That's BritishPodcastAwards.com forward slash vote. Type in how to kill an hour and then, yeah, you'll have voted for us. It only takes a minute of your time and we'd really appreciate it. We'll also put a link in the show's description. Thank you very much in advance. And hey... 
Here's, here's hoping we win. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.